0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. This is Patrick and I am flying solo today. And I just wanted to talk about that very first preseason game, Warriors Nuggets. And they eked out a victory by two points. That was super satisfying to watch. I guess it's been what, like, uh, since March that we haven't have seen the Warriors on the court and it was kind of interesting right because this was the first game but also this was the first game that the Warriors have played without fans at Chase Center and if we go back to March this was the game that was supposed to happen right like when COVID kind of broke out people were talking about oh the Warriors are gonna have to play the next game I think it was gonna be on TNT with no fans and everybody was flipping out saying like wow that's that's gonna be weird. But of course that game was canceled because there was that one day where I think everything just went to hell. I think the same day Tom Hanks and his wife got uh diagnosed with COVID was the same day Rudy Gobert got diagnosed with COVID and so the breaks just stopped on everything. So that first game without fans never happened, so fast forward nine months later and here we are. That's That's kind of the game and it was it was great to see Steph on the court and everybody else on the court and just to get a good look at the team at some of these new guys and how everything flows together in this really shortened preseason. So there's a lot to talk about. I mean, I watched and I was just like super into it and um yeah, it was, just, it, it was a ton of fun. I, I think a lot of Warriors fans have just been chomping on the bit just to see something from this team. There were a lot of positive signs um, and some telling things as well. First, I just got to say that this is a game that makes you really, really wish James Wiseman didn't catch COVID and played a low-stakes, low-pressure preseason game where he would have seen someone he has never seen before, a player unlike he'd ever encountered, Jokic. Some say he's the best center in the league, and after the most recent playoffs, uh, he he just might be. But it would have been really, really interesting to see how Wiseman would have performed against a center who is big, but also, more importantly, really, really skilled and crafty. I would have liked to have seen if Wiseman could have guarded him if his instincts would have been good just right out of the gate. If he would have gone for all those moves and pump fakes and duck unders and if he could have guarded Jokic on the perimeter. Of course, it would have been good to see if he could have guarded uh, smaller guys on the perimeter too, but that's definitely uh, something that we'll see regardless of when he plays. But Jokic would have been an interesting welcome to the NBA So uh, I'm kind of bummed that didn't happen. But at least he was on the bench, which is good, because that means he's really not feeling any effects of having caught uh, the COVID virus. So those signs are all positive. Other observations, uh, some of the Warriors pickups. I think the Kent Bazemore pickup is good. He looks good out there. Uh, He's just a vet at this point. I, I I think he's been in the league for like nine years, which is a long time. And he just knows the intricacies of the game. He can hit an open shot when he has to. Honestly, he's kind of like a, a discount Andre Godalla or Sean Livingston out there. I mean, he's not as good as either of those guys, but he brings that presence. He brings that length, that defensive ability, and just a general savviness. So that's that's good. And Brad Wanamaker, he kind of feels like a... a Jarrett Jack type out there. Not going to give you anything too spectacular, but he's sturdy. He's tough. He's got a little bit of attitude, you can tell. He's just solid, you know? And he did the AI slap down a few times, and I think he got maybe one successful steal. I, I can appreciate that. Uh, and I think he'll be a really, really solid backup option for Steph. Someone when you put the ball in his hands, he's not going to screw it up. Like, maybe a Jordan Poole might, or just any younger guy in general. So that's pretty reassuring. You need to plug those holes. Eric Pascal, everyone says that he worked on his shot and that it's smoother and he doesn't have that hitch. But there's still a bit of a hitch and he bends those knees. You know, like he's been shooting that way for years. And a summer or an extended break trying to adjust it's going to take time to kind of get that into his system physically. You could do it all the time in practice, but once you get into a game and you get the adrenaline flowing, habits just take over. You know, muscle memory just takes over. So I think eventually it'll improve, but, uh, but you know, he's still, he's still got it a little bit. Jordan Poole, that guy looks super serious now, which is a good thing. I think last year in his rookie year, he seemed to have uh kind of a loosey-goosey attitude maybe and he was trying to figure out how to be a professional i liked what i saw he had a couple of jumpers aside from some defensive lapses he definitely looks like he's taking a very business-like approach to the season i think the writing's on the wall for him he probably sees it they brought in some guys who are going to play point guard play the wings that have more experience than him that are more dependable so he might not even be in the rotation so He knows that when he gets his opportunities, he's going to have to execute and do things properly. I have faith in the guy. I have a feeling that we'll be seeing him in the rotation somehow, some way. All he needs is to get those reps. And if it's true that he was the hardest working warrior during the past nine months in the gym, when he could finally get in the gym, then that's great. He just needs to have his spots, know his spots, and be automatic on the court from those spots at those different levels of the offense. I think he can do it. Fingers crossed. We shall see. Now, after watching this team, it's pretty clear that it's going to be Steph Curry and a bunch of guys who basically scrap and play hard and try hard. They've put together a bunch of solid dudes who will play D and... Go after loose balls and get their long-ass limbs into the passing lanes, But there's going to be a lot of double teams on Steph, man. And it's up to Wiggins and Oubre to be those guys who can get you a bucket when no one else is able to. When Steph is being swarmed, when they're doing some... <laughs> version of a box in one. You never know. Like you can see it now, right? Without KD and obviously without Clay, there's no one else out there who's going to just be able to get you a bucket, just give him the ball and he'll get there. So it remains to be seen. Granted it's just the first preseason game. You give it time. Alright, Alan Smile I feel like this dude gets a lot of hate and I feel like some of it is unwarranted, but thumbs the brakes it's tough because I think that he does have potential. I think he's still 19 years old. He needs to find his like niche in the NBA. And it's tough when the Warriors are running out of roster spots and you want to get somebody who you can count on to put into the game if you need them. Smiley seems to be out of place on defense a lot. He seems to get scored on a lot. He has a knack for getting scored on. I think Patrick McCaw, that reminds me of him because McCaw, even though he tried, he seemed to get scored on quite a bit. But Smiley should have had a full summer as well to work on things, but he didn't. I guess he went back to uh, Eastern Europe and I don't know how much work he was able to get in, but a full summer league and off-season would have been really, really good for him, a training camp and all that stuff. But who knows what kind of instruction... Or reps he got while the pandemic was going on. And if he didn't get anything that's going to show, and that's gonna suck because he'll just be the same dude on the court who will show effort but give you not positive results. I know that he is a favorite of Joe and Kirk He's kind of a project, but when it's all said and done, do you keep someone else who can put the ball in the basket when you need them. On that note, Michael Mulder, that dude drained three threes pretty quickly, and I think that pretty much locked him onto the squad somehow, some way. When you look at the second unit, even though Draymond and Wiseman weren't available for this game, you could see that they're actually going to have trouble scoring sometimes. Maybe Pascal on the second unit will give you more, but You don't see anybody who could hit a three out of nowhere. Mulder could do that, and it's pretty clear that they need more three-point shooting. His stroke looks pretty smooth, and if he's comfortable and he can go in there and, and pop a few in every game, there's a definite need for that. And yeah, those fast break threes, those transition threes that used to feel so automatic when Clay was on the court, when Steph and KD were also on the court, yeah, those those aren't going to be as automatic as they used to, you know, like Oubre, Wiggins. Those just aren't going to go in at the same clip that uh, that we've seen in the past, because right now they shoot in the low to mid 30s from three, and it's just not as an efficient of a shot. So maybe they'll adjust, maybe they'll hit more, maybe they'll opt to go to the rack more often. Speaking of Oubre and Wiggins, I thought Kelly Oubre Jr. He he looked good out there. That dude is a ball of energy and enthusiasm, and he's definitely going to fit in. And the crowd is going to love him once a crowd is able to show up because he just has a lot of energy and and uh, seems like a dude with a lot of good vibes to him. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I like his uh, I like his defensive pressure. He looked good guarding Michael Porter Jr. as well as Jamal Murray out there. So he'll, he'll improve as the season goes on. Wiggins line wasn't as impressive, but, you know, I hope that he'll do what the team needs him to do as the season goes on. I think he'll be able to show a little bit more. And again, it's early, so he's just starting to get comfortable. Uh, Fingers crossed, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Fingers crossed that uh, he doesn't just revert to taking uh, inefficient two-point jumpers and, and, uh, and whatnot, but it's just one game. So we'll see the defense looked good those guys are like i said scrappy and they swarm and they got long ass arms and there's always a hand in the passing lane and they try and they try hard and obviously it seems like steve kerr has emphasized that as the way that they can compete and stay in games and win and be in the playoffs and beat teams that are supposedly better than them the effort was definitely there and it's pretty fun to see a team that is always out there guarding and getting out on the break. I think as they get more comfortable with each other, as they know where their spots are, where Steph likes the ball, when to pass him the ball when he's open, Eric Paschal, that it'll just become more and more of an entertaining flow. A different flow from what we're used to, but uh, I think it'll be exciting. It's looking good for, for this squad on that end. A couple more things, especially with Draymond not in the game, you can see that Steph is going to have to play a lot more like point guard, like literally the guy bringing the ball up the court all the time. In the past several years, of course, everybody else on the court for the Warriors has been able to seemingly dribble the ball up the court, whether it's KD, Livingston, Iguodala, Draymond. So we'll see. I mean, I'm sure Wiggins and Oubre will probably get a chance and see if they can initiate. Whenever anyone else besides Steph had the ball in the backcourt, bringing it up, the Nuggets defenders would man up and and try to pressure them and and swipe at the ball. So they know know that in terms of ball handlers, the Warriors are not the same as they used to be. But again, uh, time will tell, and we'll see how that changes. Nico Mannion, that dude looks like a high schooler or maybe even a middle schooler out there on the court. But I liked him. I liked the way he carried himself. He didn't look freaked out. He looked like he was excited to be on the court and that he was like, okay, I'm on the court. I'm playing point guard. Give me the ball. And I'm going to try to orchestrate the offense. As we all know, defense will be an issue just because he's smaller Shorter wingspan, not a lack of effort, but it'll take some time for him to get used to everything. Hopefully, when the G League season starts, he'll be able to dominate and get some reps. I can't wait for the day he dunks in a game. That may not be anytime soon. That could be in the, the next few preseason games, but uh, especially when there's a crowd down the road. When the crowds are finally allowed back into the stadiums, it'll be fun to to see him light it up. I mean, I used to get excited when Kai Bowman last year would dunk. Uh, Nico Mannion, just as excited. That guy can get up if you haven't watched any of his high school highlights and even some of his Arizona highlights. Uh, He's a fun player, so all you can hope for is some development. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Those were my first impressions of seeing this Warriors team play on the court for the first time in nine months. A lot of question marks, a lot of holes, but At the very least, we have on this squad some athletes who are real basketball players who put in the effort on both sides of the court. We'll see how things gel, and we'll see how things look as this coaching staff spends the rest of training camp with them, this shortened training camp. All the teams have to go through this, but the Warriors have so many new guys, and the fact that Steph didn't play at all last year, so there's a lot of getting to know each other, especially with Wiseman and Draymond Green not even playing in the preseason most likely, right? Like I've said in the past, sports fans, you just you just want some hope. And for me, I see hope with this team. They may not be the world beaters that we've been used to for the last few years, but there's potential, you know what I'm saying? And like all you want to see is is solid play and improvement and uh the idea that they'll get better with each game. So we'll see how they play against the Kings. I think they have two games against the Kings to finish up their preseason schedule. That will be an interesting matchup because the Kings have probably as a group played together more, but are less talented from top to bottom. And regarding Minnesota and their pick, if the Warriors can get A pick in the four to eight range next season and add a young wing to this roster move some pieces around of course probably you can start seeing a bit of a transition you know Uh, seeing what the next iteration of this team could look like it's not like the vets are going anywhere per se but you can see how they could continue to lead the team but then some young guys Wiseman the pick whomever else sticks, Ubre, how they could start taking on more of the load as they develop and find what really, really makes them special in the league. Anyway, all good. That was so much fun to watch. I'm super happy that Warriors basketball is back. All right, that's all I got for now. Be sure to subscribe to the Oakland Warriors podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O. Also, check us out at oaklandwarriors.com. See you on the other side. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.